0: You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and St Patrick's Festival in 2020 had to go offline, so it had to. But in 2021, preparations were uh, adequate to be able to get a festival going online and in a virtual world, and it's a uh, douchey era, awaken Ireland and it is going to happen virtually, and there is a whole series of events that have been planned covering a spectrum of heritage and culture. And Karen Walsh, who is the Artistic Director of the uh, St. Patrick's Festival Ireland for 2021, is here to have a chat with me. Karen, thanks a million for coming along.
1: Thanks for having me. Delighted to have the opportunity to chat everybody.
0: So, Karen, I would have to say, first of all, a festival like St. Patrick's is something that is very much touchy-feely in the normal sense of the word. The, the Irish people get out there; we're on the streets. There's bands, there's music, there's revelry, there's everything. To try to cater to something like that in a virtual world is a hell of a challenge.
1: It is. Um, we spent the year coming out, so we didn't. Act, the whole festival was actually cancelled last year on the 13th of March, the day we were due to start. The evening before, we were told officially that we had to stand down the entire festival, so the parade mm-hmm. and the five-day programme. Um, so that was a really intense few weeks because we didn't know whether it was going to go ahead or not. Everybody didn't know whether we we're going into lockdown or not. So this year actually will be a year, it'll be an anniversary to lockdown in Ireland. Um, mm-hmm. if that weekend Uh, The the Taoiseach went on the news and announced it. So we spent the year trying to work out how we could do this. And then, of course, up like October, November, December, we didn't know whether we were going to be in lockdown or not, what level we were going to be at. So we were always planning for three festivals. So everything we did was, um, every event we were planning had a level three, level four, level five plan around it so where there's a hybrid of live and um, with a very small audience and online and then of course we came out of Christmas and the numbers flew up and we were told by the government HSC that we had to produce a festival in level five.
0: So, so <clears throat> Karen yeah. if I can ask for the North American listener or for the non-Irish listener they may not have the same familiarity with levels 3, 4 and 5 um, so what are the implications or what would the differences have been?
1: Well level 3 would mean that you could probably have an audience of about 20 people in a room spaced, socially distanced um, and then we would also have put the events streamed them um, live and then when, you, when we hit level 5, level 5 is complete lockdown. So at the moment we're in level 5 and nothing is open. No restaurants, galleries, cultural spaces, music venues, pubs, nothing is open.
0: And, sport, um, so and everybody is sporting, open. sporting events have also been cancelled. Yeah, uh, so there's no
1: training for kids, there's no professional games, nothing.
0: Even the golf clubs are closed, so even what would be individual sport is shut down. Yep. Okay. So so, so so there is Even no the schools. So there is no facility to do anything that brings people together.
1: No, nope, there's absolutely zero facility. Now there is uh, the government has given um special dispensation to filmmakers. That so we the filming is allowed to happen around the country and that's what we are connected in with that stream okay. of, um making
0: films. Okay, so consequently, as you say, you, you were very conscious from a year ago that you had to plan three festivals. And uh, coming out of December, or you certainly knew you were down to level five. So I guess you got into high gear on a level five festival at that stage.
1: Yes, we were still actually waiting for our funding as well, because nobody could really commit. <laughs> nobody know, knew what we were going to be doing. So we got our funding on the fourth of January from the depart our government uh, department of culture and arts, heritage, um, media, et cetera, And that then allowed us to make the decision of the type and the the scale of festival that we could um, produce. And, uh, you know, the important thing about the funding was that it was it was really important to the government that the funding we got was to be funneled directly out to the artists and the filmmakers all over Ireland that are losing work at the moment because normally they'd be really busy. They'd all be going off traveling the world, performing mm-hmm. around the month of March. Mm-hmm. So it's all gone for them. And that's, that was a really big, important part of the curation of the festival this year.
0: So how many groups were you able to facilitate and give some work to them, given that you've gone virtual, approximately?
1: It's actually a lot more than we would normally do. So we've, um, and this includes artists, bands, uh, walking tours, um, musicians, theatre makers, and then they also then have if they're making a film about their work they have to bring in a filmmaker uh, a live events crew so we're, it could be lighting sound so this we're getting that funneling that money out to all of these um, entities in that in the creative industries in Ireland and i would say we're probably employing up to close to a thousand people over the last month right right uh, to make all of these these pieces so it could be up to 30 people working on any show and we have we have up to 500 shows happening at the moment.
0: So at the 500 shows, you have them under a various strands. Can you tell me yeah. what strands you have?
1: Yeah, so we uh, we just sort of broke them down to, uh, for people to understand. You'll see on the website, sounds is one strand. So that's all of our music. And that's everything uh, runs the gamut of traditional through to electronic, pop, and rock. Uh, then we also have uh, our Living Ireland series, Strand, which is everything like um, I don't know if you know Blind Boy Boat Club is doing mental health and creativity um, uh, podcasts every evening at six. We have a virtual tour from the military archives, we have loads of tours, actually, virtual tours from all over Ireland. We have a food series from Pike uh, Burn from the history of Irish food right up to interviews with um, ex-RT broadcaster Marion Richardson is interviewing like, Sabina Higgins, who's the wife of our president, over to Panty Bliss, who won, is one of Ireland's leading drag queens. We Breathe and Move, which is our yoga and mindfulness strand, which will be happening every morning across the festival. Um, we have another strand called Stories. And in Stories, you have everything from poetry, comedy, uh, we have storytelling with people like Eddie Lennon, who is our leading um, stories of myths and legends. Uh, Moncon McGann, who is uh, one of our leading uh, Irish preserver of of um, the Irish language and words. He's got all these beautiful um, little short stories around Irish words around, connected with the sea. Uh, Pat Inglesby, one of our fa- favourite. Irish poets. We're celebrating Pat. We've um, connected Pat with young illustrators, so they're responding to his poems and we've made these little animations. So there's, there's a bit of everything. And then we have OG SPF og and that is where we have all our children's events. So we have been commissioning circus companies all over Ireland, uh, from Tumble Circus in Belfast to Sandini's in Kerry, all making circus shows films for us we're doing kids yoga from the National Gallery of Ireland so we'll be connecting with the art in a a particular room each day and doing yoga uh, right through to gosh filmmakers we have Ireland's young filmmakers so we're working with the Fresh Film Festival in Limerick and we have little episodes of uh, loads of uh, young films from teenagers and then we're also doing um, our virtual parade so while we can't be all on the streets this year, running the parade on 70th of March. We've teamed up with RTE, and we're getting, um, we have a campaign running which is encouraging everybody at home, so whether it's your family or in your bubble, to create your own parade. And we have these fantastic uh, workshops from all our amazing pageant companies all over Ireland. So you have your Own Carnival Group who are up in Donegal, to Spree in Waterford, to Bui Bullock in Wexford, and they're all making these half hour videos to show you how to make a props or mask making or costume making or choreography. And, uh, and then what you do is you create your own little parade and you send the video into ourselves in Ortiz, and we're creating this big collage of uh, virtual parades which will be rolling out on the 17th of March.
0: So, is there a deadline to get your video in on that, or has, are we too late?
1: Oh no! It's only the campaign has only just kicked off, just announced this week, and uh, you can get your videos in right up till I think the 16th of March, or they'd be, they, you know, you'd be sending them in on the 17th of March, I'm sure, because that's when the parades will be happening. So it's all up on our website. The information on the uh,
0: virtual parade. And, and I'm sure you would welcome at the virtual parades international entries or participants.
1: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, from all over the world. This is a global festival this year. The and
0: other, that's actually... Sorry, sorry. the thing I would ask before you time, is, it would, is there a recommended length that somebody should try to achieve if they want to get their little snip in on the, on the parade, on the virtual parade?
1: I think if you were to make it... Like, if, you're set, if you have it all set up and made, and you make, you make it run for about one minute or
0: something right, like that. Right, right, yeah.
1: And the whole idea is then you, you send it in or you post it online, you post it on Twitter or um, uh, Facebook or something like that with the hashtag RT Virtual Parade. And then they will all trend together. Okay. You know I
0: mean. Okay. Yeah. I cut across you there. You were going to tell me something relative to this. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think what I was going to mention was that the interesting thing about going online with the festival this year, I'm finding the in this challenging time, there's a lovely opportunity that has arisen, actually, that we are now being able to um, go down to the homes of these artists. So they're all filming in their homes in uh, like in the Aran Islands or Mullingar um, or Belfast. And... We're bringing audiences from all over the world down to their hometowns, to their homesteads, to see what inspires them about their work, and also thousands of people will be able to see these performances now. Whereas if we were in a live setting, normally what happens on a year is that if you bought a ticket to a venue that holds 200 people, that's your audience it hasn't, doesn't reach out further than that. So I think there's something really interesting about how this has made us look at how we deliver these events to audiences. And I think it's something that we're going to be doing from now on. I can't see us going back to only being a live event after this year.
0: Two things have struck me on what you've said. One is with the tremendous library that you're building up, be it of the stories and legends and everything else, and the virtual tours, you are actually building up a tremendous library. Is that intended to be available long-term way after the festival has ended? And the other question I have is, given the different time zones around the world, while the festival is underway, will there be an accommodation where people in, uh, that are, as is the case in the Eastern time zone five hours later and in the Western time zone in North America eight hours later, that they can come in and literally virtually join you as if it was in their own time.
1: Yes, so we will have a TV schedule that is running um From, in Irish time, from half nine in the morning all the way through to, in some cases, 11 o'clock that night. So about 12 or 14 hours of films each day. Uh, Our TV guide will be run, will be up on our website. So you'll see what's happening every hour, every half an hour we have something in there. Um, And what we're doing is the, the TV channel will run live from those times, Irish time, but if you miss something, you can go in on our website. Each event, each film has an event page, so you just have to go click into the military archives tour. And if you missed it on the scheduled time, you can go in and watch it on playback. Um, and we will have the, all of this content on the website until the 21st of March. Um, the after that, it's it's more around a copyright issue. Uh, so after that, then we the artists will get to keep their films and they can then use them whichever way they want after that.
0: And what about but, yeah. the, the walking tours? Things like the military, um, the military museum, because I've been I've been in that and it's it's a fabulous place. Uh, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that will it'll just be on our website till the twenty first of March, okay. Um, okay. and after that we ha- we'd have to take them down. I'm afraid. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the big warning then is you need to schedule sometime between the 12th and the 21st if you want to catch everything in your whatever time zone you're in and you have to make time to catch it in that window.
1: That's correct. We're also going to be, for anybody who's in... Ireland, you, we're, uh, we're just announcing today that we have to, we're doing a takeover of our um, of Aractus TV, the channel which yeah. hosts our, um, our, our our government sittings, our Shannon, and all the films are will be um, screened on the television, so you'd be able to tune in on the television for anybody around Ireland who doesn't have access to internet um who isn't for older generations that wouldn't have laptops and don't mm-hmm. have any interest in that so you'll be able to tune in on the television there's different channels um, across RT or Virgin uh, and then also we're going to be streaming this on ORT.ie and um, the whole TV channel will be on ORT.ie forward slash culture and that will be from the 12th to the 17th of March as well so there'll be a few different uh, ways to, to view the events. I know Karen okay,
0: we'll be, uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I know, Karen, some people will just say that it's a different circus on the Arachnus channel for that week.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know about that now. I wouldn't be uh, able to <laughs> speak on
0: that. <laughs> if anybody wants to find you, the website is stpatricksfestival.ie The hashtag for social media is
1: St. Patrick's Theft. S T Patrick's Theft. And I think our handle is at St. Patrick's
0: Fest as well. Excellent. Well, Karen, thank you very much indeed for the time. It's been a pleasure meeting you and chatting with you. And congratulations on a tremendous achievement in a challenging environment. You've done a fantastic job, obviously, because the website is brilliant. And uh, we've described as excellent as well. And again, the deadlines, if somebody wants to get a a little video in for the virtual parade, uh, make your video up to about one minute and then send it in, post it on social media and and hashtag St. Patrick's Fest at the same time. Did I get that right? That's correct. Excellent. You did, indeed. Thanks a million.
1: And all the information's on our website if uh, if anybody misses anything. So you'll find it all on www.stpatricksfestival.ie.